in time, number two. You know, back again. I'm here with a guest now, actually. Um, Cameron, go ahead and tell tell the people. I don't know what you're going to tell them, but tell them something. I'll tell them something. Tell them, uh, tell them hello. something. Hello, uh, my name is Cameron Richards. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working a few projects with uh, the great Sulanji. Oh. Uh, quite a quality, quality projects. Very quality projects. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just uh, very honored to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. All right, all right. Some great topics. Um, today we're doing crypto and maybe getting into a little bit of AI. Yeah, maybe do a um, part two. Yeah, a little, a little AI. You know, crypto has been, crypto being cryptocurrency, obviously. Not obviously, some people might not know crypto is. Like Bitcoin. You see yeah, Bitcoin, stuff. Ethereum, you know, all that stuff. And um, I was looking at it more today in depth, and I came across, I think the thing that's been behind all of this, the thing that made crypto start picking up or even made it possible, I personally think, the blockchain you know the for those of you who don't know what the blockchain is it's it's a to put it in layman's terms a tracking system basically um so for example in terms of currency um for the dollar for instance if i give you a dollar i don't have that dollar anymore you know Mm. and there's that one dollar that i give to someone else but when we put that into um like the computers or the technological terms if let's say you make a word document right you send it to your friend you still have that copy of that word document and they also have a copy of it so now there's two word documents so to speak and what blockchain allowed to happen was for you to actually just have one it's like basically having a single coin so to speak and once you give it away you don't have it anymore, but the ledgers are still there. You can keep track of it and everything. And um, Chronicled, a company, actually uses it to track legal documents. And in, um, in law, IBM was using it to track their shipment containers. Uh, something else I found out. What do you... Um, did you have anything about the blockchain? Yeah, anything I you mean... found out about it? So, I mean, since the 90s, since, like, internet was around, like, people have been trying to put money on like digitally like mm-hmm. trying to send it back and forth but like you said like the big problem was always if i've got a word doc and i send you a copy of that word doc we both have a copy of it like that's not how money exchanges work um uh satoshi uh nakamoto i think his name was he uh was one of the pioneers on uh this kind of research did he start bitcoin i always hear his name come up when <laughs> when bitcoin comes up yeah, I think he was just, like, the real pioneer on, like, how, like, what the terms of cryptocurrency, because some of these systems, like you mentioned, like, blockchain, like, that was the big innovation that changed the whole game, because, yeah. like, basically how, I mean, look at today's banks, like, if I, uh, if I want to give you a dollar, but I can't do it in person, I write you a check, give you the check, you go to a bank, and the bank acts as, like, the middleman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the big problem at the time was the cryptocurrency, they all needed like middlemen. It was centralized. Uh, there was like a central entity that kept track of things, said, oh, you no longer have this money. They moved it from your account to someone else. Like there was an overseeing body. And mm-hmm. like the big thing that, uh, and that when they tried that with cryptocurrency, it always seemed to fail. Um, yeah. So like the big thing was trying to figure out a way to break away from that centralized kind of system. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
basically the only way to really do that is if everyone else holds everyone else accountable for all of their transfers and all of the exchanges. That's true. Um, the lack of, as you bring up, the lack of like government oversight, mm. um, that could bring about maybe some uncertainties with the future of blockchain. Um, I was reading an article a couple of days back. It had uh, uh, this guy named Joseph Stiglitz. He's a Nobel Peace Prize winning economist, mm-hmm. actually, back in 2011, I think. Um, he, he was basically saying the, the, all this crypto stuff, it's basically like a bubble, you know, kind of like the dot-com bubble. And he's, he's projecting it to just come crashing down. And uh, what, do you, what do you think about that? Do you think it's a little bit murky and it's going to come crashing? Is it a bubble? You know, what, what do you think is going on with the future of, of crypto? I've actually seen a couple of very interesting, like, I think there were graphs in a couple of my classes, but they were, it was basically showing every other company and, like, currency kind of growth mm-hmm. that have grown as rapidly as Bitcoin has. I mean, it's it's grown, expanded, and become worth so much money in such a short amount of time, mm-hmm. unlike anything else on the market. But with everything that does have that sharp of a curve, like you said, there's, like, a, a it reaches the peak. Like, what happens? Like, it's too sharp of a curve. It's not sustainable. It pops. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, right now, we've got, like, the, and, uh, I mean, the, I mean, mod- modernly, like, we've seen the price of it fluctuate. Like, there'll be days yeah. where it's, like, worth half of what it currently is, and then at the end of the day, it's, like, worth two times that. Yeah. Like Actually, this week, it hit its uh, lowest combined market cap in 60 days. Really? Went from 800 billion to 300 yeah <laughs> what a problem to have you know, billions on <laughs> you know, billions <laughs> yeah in these terms you know it's it, it can get kind of worrying especially if you put money into it i know a lot of my friends who put money into it some of them won or not won but invested and got quite uh pretty good returns you know mm-hmm. and um there was i, I read an article from uh hacker hackernoon.com and it, this guy was explaining how to win with the crashing of Bitcoin. With investing? Yeah. It's, uh, so he put it analogous to the dot-com bubble, right? Mm-hmm. So, oh, by the way, if you're looking to invest in some cryptocurrencies, you know, this might be your, your chance, so to speak. But I guess if, it's on, if I found it online, then I guess other people are... Uh, <laughs> are already doing it, but hey, this we're is we're a little late to the party. Yeah, you can't you can never tell you can't tell me that I never did anything for you guys. Uh, so if you look at the dot com bubble, right, there was obviously major rise, and then everything crashed, right. And if you look at the stock market and crypto, there's this you can draw a lot of parallels in there. Um, like for example, this past week, the um, the stock market actually also crashed, and but comparable, that was a five percent drop compared to crypto's fifteen percent drop in the same week. And during the dot com bubble, there was this, you know, this stigma of oh man, my all my investments are going to be gone. Basically, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, what uh, the study showed was what companies survived that crash. You know, so we looked at the dot-com survivors, kind of, mm-hmm. so to speak. And what they found was the companies that survived those crashes were the ones that helped people make and also save money. So if you look at Amazon or eBay, Priceline, well, yeah. you know, eBay was 
basically like an online garage sale. When money yeah. gets hard, like, what do you do? You try to save it. Exactly. <laughs> so those things, those, that climate pushed people to that, uh, to that site, so to speak. And, uh, for example, Amazon crashed from $107 per share to $7 per share after that. So uh, on that topic of uh-huh. like kind of helping people out, like one of the big appeals that cryptocurrency has is that anyone with a computer can really start mining. That's true. Like really all that it is, is it's, uh, and these were set up by, uh, Satoshi. He, uh, kind of set the regulation cause like, I mean, you don't want anyone to just be able to log on and start messing around with prices and trading or anything like that. Yeah. 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 So like a lot of the regulation that they have in place for that kind of stuff, it would be, uh, uh, you'd set up your computer, you download a program and then you would start mining. And mm-hmm. like that mining process is basically your computer doing a bunch of like cryptography, like equations or something. Mm-hmm. And then when you complete an equation, that's like a, bo- a block that's part of the blockchain and oh, okay. that all those blocks kind of work together to act as like almost the, like the highway to regulate and so, spread that data. So then is your reward a Bitcoin, yeah. so to speak? Yeah. So whenever someone uses your, or uses the block, you get like either a fraction of a Bitcoin or like part of something to add up to a Bitcoin. Okay. And okay. so like, you can actually like set up like just rooms full of servers that are like, their only goal is to do these uh, calculations to try to help manage the block and keep the block stable. I mean, when you look at that way, like everyone that has um, some form of cryptocurrency is aware of what if how much other cryptocurrency is out there and who has it. And not who by like an identity because it's all like there's all like pseudonyms. Like you're basically hiding behind a uh, 30 digit long code or characters. Yeah. Like it's vastly more secure than just about anything out there. But everyone's able to see like all these different numbers. Oh, this person has this much. This person has this much. This person has this much. And when you trade that sort of stuff, like you've got your own like unique password and all that sort of stuff. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's kind of like, like you said with the dollar, like you give a dollar, you don't get it back. Like it's, it's someone else's. Like once you do an exchange, like there's no way to get it back. It's like gone to whatever IP address there is. There's no one to regulate it. There's no one to like backtrack it. There's no way to get insurance on it. At least yet. I mean, yeah. Do you think um, there would be? You think there'd ever be like cryptocurrency insurance? <laughs> hey, that's a that's an interesting little cryptocurrency insurance. Somebody can make some money off that. Yeah. You know, but then again, how do you how do you insure something that's not really backed? But then it, that's like insuring money. Actually, money is. Yeah. Actual money is not really backed by... I mean, insuring your property, too. Like, yeah. If you invest in a house and you want insurance on it, like, you get some money back if something happens to that house. Hmm. Yeah, maybe there's... I'm pretty sure there's some smart people out there working on mm-hmm. crypto insurance, hopefully, you know. But uh, following the the point you made about it being accessible to almost well, everybody... Kind of veered off there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Uh, it, it, it reminded me of of this uh point i was going to make so with with the thing of after the dot-com crash the the companies that survived um were the ones that helped people make and also save money um if you invested in amazon during that crash you had a twenty thousand percent return that's yeah you know and then you might be thinking is there any crypto crypto companies or or coins out there 
that are associated with this, you know, this <laughs> this trend of maybe they're under something that helps other people make money or save money. And maybe you can benefit off this this apparent crash that crypto is going through right now. And, you know, these companies are seen to be the survivors, quote unquote, of the crypto crash. And uh, I did some digging and found real to yeah. Do you do you think this crash is the bubble popping? Oh, you know. Like, has it bounced back from that? You said fifteen percent. Yeah. Well, for for example, Bitcoin, uh, just I think just like two months ago was in the nineteen thousands, and now I'm looking at it currently right now. It's at seven, seven nine currently. You know, that's uh, since last month, it's dropped 43 percent. But I mean, we know it's always been volatile. Do you think this is just a downward slope? Do you think it's going to come back? You know, with Bitcoin has a pretty big market capital. That's what's keeping me away from saying it won't go back up to where it was. But um, the way things are looking now, I I'm finding it hard to believe it's going to go back up to its 19 but then again, if somebody plays this podcast back when it's like 50, <laughs> when it's at fifty thousand, like yeah, buying our per coin, house with one coin, <laughs> you know, <laughs> some Bitcoin mania going on. But I mean, I've heard that like it's gonna run out. It, there's only a, a limited amount of yeah, Bitcoin. Yeah, I heard that like the estimated uh, time or something is like twenty. 21,000 or something. Really? Like so it has 2, like... 2,100, I guess. It has like a lifespan? Bitcoin yeah, does? It's, yeah. Like, it's something with like the amount... I didn't know about that. So it's like something with the amount of algorithms and like codes. Like uh-huh. the out, like it run the system, the current system runs out of algorithms oh. at that point. And that was... I, I meant to look wow. into that a little bit more because that seemed so strange to me because it's like, it's just a computer. Why not just create more algorithms? Exactly. And like on that note, like what are these algorithms even solving? Like, could we put them to something useful? Like, I don't know, decoding, like, DNA or something? I don't... To be honest with you, I don't even... The thing I do know about Bitcoin and all those cryptocurrencies is that, you know, there's... It's like uh, the advent of te- this all this technology we have. You know, there's just so much of it. That we went out, we went, we went out and made currency that <laughs> isn't backed by anything, and <laughs> we're trading it online uh, amongst each other with without any supervision. And well, I mean, you gotta be. Let, let's be real here. Like you've got, we're in a goods and service economy. There's nothing backing that. But like, that's how true. much minimum wages? Like, I mean, it used to be we maybe had a gold-based economy where you could exchange it for this much gold and it would be worth that much. But like. When you switch to goods and service, that's just one little thing changes and that affects the whole system. Like beautiful thing about Bitcoin is there's no there's no politics tied to it. There's no government that can really overbear over it. Like that's true. Cha- you can't print more of it. You can't hold back printing. You can't like hoard it up. And, like that's one of the appeals is that like it's relatively stable for the amount of supply. Well, I mean the, the the worth of it is dependent upon the market. Yes, but. As far as the supply and, like, the future predictions, like, if they know it's going to run out at this date, like, I mean, it's scheduled code that, like, makes it so that this is pretty easy to predict. Like, there's security that it's going to be around until here. Mm -hmm. I mean, from there, I guess people just go wild, you know? (laughs) But, like, the government can't really touch it, you know? I think that's, that might be its downfall, too, because, you know, the... 
banks, especially banks are a huge, huge um, player in this whole crypto game. You know, they can, you say there is only a limited amount, right? Mm -hmm. Can't theoretically, um, I don't know if this is possible, but can't the banks just start buying out the Bitcoin, so to speak, liquidate it? Yeah, I mean... Is that even possible? It's kind of funny, because if you think about it, like, they're buying... <laughs> they'd be buying those Bitcoins with your money. Because, like, when you put money in a bank, like, what That's they do true. is they just reinvest that and then give you a IOU number in your bank account. So, like, if you ever want to buy something or withdraw, like, oh, we owe you this much. <laughs> if they don't have it, you're out of luck. <laughs> <laughs> that bank's bankrupt, and you're probably not getting that back. Which, like, I mean... <laughs> Yeah. But like was that 2008? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere somewhere around there, yeah. And it's just had to make the big banks bail out, yeah. Wow. It's just how do you Yeah, what is keeping someone from just hoarding that, you know? I don't But I mean, I guess I like, the more you hoard it. Oh. But how How can you really hoard it if everyone knows which IDs have how much and where it is in the world, you know? That's the, I think that that's also the beauty of the blockchain. It's like a huge yeah. ledger that just, it's, it's there, you know? But then again, it's just as strong as your password, so. But I mean, like, these passwords, like, I've heard, like, could there's, be more secure than a, government servers. There's some, some of the dips that have happened in the past year are from people hacking these cryptocurrencies. Really? Yeah, and wow. once, once they get hacked, they're... Per share or per coin price yeah. plummets. You but know? I mean, you take a look at that too. Like it's irreversible. Like once someone hacks it, steals your money, there's no getting it back. Yeah, there's nobody. You have no bank to run to. You have no state uh, or government to be like, hey, yeah. I just got robbed with all, for all my cryptocurrency. Your train car got robbed and they uh, rode off into the sunset on horses. Hey, <laughs> but um, back to these. Uh, these cri- the crypto tips. Oh yeah. For- <laughs> the crypto tips for any of you who want to invest in the cryptocurrency. Uh, the, the two the, the two I would suggest if this thing is really a bubble and if it's going down. Uh, again, I'm not an economist or anything, so if you if you throw all your chickens or <laughs> eggs in this basket, don't come running to me. Um, so there's Steam and Vanyware. And these these are looking pretty good because they're kind of like the Amazon and the eBay, and they help people save money and make also make money. STEM is a basically like a think of it as a Twitter, but for content creators, and it's like the top rated quote unquote post on there of your content, whatever it may be, a video. Um, a little a vlog you know who knows um, currently the average like top post earns about two thousand two thousand dollars which is kind of interesting they're paying out in so is that like a dollars instead of cryptocurrency I mean they could have just done the translation that's true but like it just seems so weird like so is this like however long this post is the top post you get like you get that money like every day or like as long as it's the top post, guess what? You've got 2000 spend it however you want. And then when uh, it's gone, like as long as it's a top post, you get that or the 
the average is two thousand, right? Let's say you you have a top post. Okay. Everybody's loving it. I love this post. Oh yeah, it's a cute dog like frolicking in a field yeah. with a baby goat. You press the heart thing. Yeah, man. It turns red. Heart that up. You know. Uh, you get two thousand dollars. Let's say it's up there for two hours, right? All right. The longer, obviously, the longer it's up there, the more people see your content. Yeah. And the 2000 will begin to increase because of, let's say, because it, it wouldn't be fair, so to speak, if one guy has 60, let's say, retweets, for lack of a better word, and then you have 10,000 retweets, but you're getting 2000 and he's also getting 2000 You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, one has a bigger fan base. Yeah, and obviously, if... Let's say I'm a soy sauce company and I want to advertise my soy sauce. Okay. You know, obviously I'll pay you more because obviously you have more eyes on your post. Oh, I see. Yeah, so, so people are getting sponsorship. Money yeah, yeah. You get, of, you get, res- it's, it builds up, you know. So, so is this system basically just a social media platform where people just, give you cryptocurrency for having cool stuff or is it like a Bas- like who who determines that though basically you know I'll have, I'll have to do more the premise of it is that that's the that's the platform at least the content creators just post their stuff on there and yeah if you have the top post average I again I'm not sure how they're even criterizing I don't even know if that's a word mm-hmm. but I'll use it. Sounds nice. <laughs> Criterize. <laughs> C- criteria arising. It's definitely not a word, but I don't. Know, I'm not sure how they're, you know, specifying how you get a top post. But that's just one of them. The other one, so that's Steam. S T. Yeah, S T E E M. If you guys, if anybody out there wants to, uh, throw some money around in the cryptocurrencies, the other one was Vanyware, and this one I, honestly, I think I might throw my, some of my money in there too. Yeah? Oh yeah. Listen, wait till you listen to this. All right, all right. right? Impress me. <laughs> so, it connects it connects skillers with users. Right? What do you mean by skillers? Right. So, let's say I come back from work. I walk in and I'm like, you know what? I'm feeling a little bit hungry. I go to the kitchen. Obviously, mm-hmm. that's where you eat. Or that's where you get stuff to eat, right? <laughs> so I open the fridge. I'm like, well, I have all these, you know, ingredients and stuff. I'm not sure what to make. If only there was a chef that is not working right now and would be willing to get some money on the side to just give people tips about what to make or how to make it. You know? oh. oh, where am I going to go? I'm going to go to Vannyware because there's all these people with skills, just random daily skills that people might have. You know when your parents call you and, hey, uh, check the oil in your car. Yeah, check the oil in your car. Or I can't get my uh, iPhone to do this and such or my Android to do. It's like where, you know, people are become kids are now like personal geek squad. And you're not wrong. I mean, although is, is it really the best choice to tell them to use the same technology they're having difficulty with to get help with hey, the technology? It's, this is, this, <laughs> this is where, it, this is where, when I read this, I was like, wow, I'm throwing my money in this. All right. All right. It's just a phone call away. Mm. That's all it is. So it's basically a database. Like a, here's a mechanic. I want to uh, know how to change flat. Call him up and he walks me through it. And then, call him. Yep, he's walking through it. Do I pay him in crypto? Yeah, um, 
the money transactions can be made in crypto or dollars, but yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it's since it's a cryptocurrency backed place. I'm guessing it's uh, it's also with crypto. But then again, how is your mom gonna have crypto? Have crypto and yeah. let alone because getting crypto is kind of difficult. Oh yeah, no, like, like you gotta set up <laughs> servers and like uh, it's it's pretty challenging. It's a hash software. Oh yeah, there's you can find probably the best crypto out there and find out that you have to first get Bitcoin and then do this and that and then yeah. do this and that and that and then once you do that, it's not even like you know it's. But I mean, like if you think about it. I mean, yeah, it'll take a little bit of skill, but basically you just have to download some free softwares, start mining, and it might take a while. But, I mean, anyone can acquire, like, one Bitcoin. But, I mean, when, you, when we talk about the banks and stuff and, like, people that have the money, like, they're just buying other people's crypto. So, I mean, really, the availability of the crypto is as fast as the miners can get it out there. Oh, wow. That's true. I haven't, I haven't thought about it like that. Because, like... Say I invent a super cool new prod product. Uh, we'll call it a uh, portable umbrella with a speaker system. Oh, wow. And we're going to get one of those. Oh, you know, it's coming out uh, 20, 2020. We'll uh, start 20, going 2020? 2020. Okay. need some prototype designs. Hey, uh, <laughs> let, me, uh, let me pre-order it as soon as it's out. But, like, say I've only got, like, I've only got five of them. I can really only make, like, one a month. Like, it's going to be more expensive because I can't really streamline it. It takes so much of my time to do it. And in order to make it, like, worth my time, i got to charge more for it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, yeah, say, like, I've got a lineup of 100 people that want them. Like, if my supply is limited to however much I can do it by hand, mm-hmm. then, I mean, the price will go up. But, say, I get, like, I hire on, like, five more people. So, like, I've got five more miners who are mining the crypto okay. or uh, making these umbrellas suddenly like more of these clients are getting these coins hmm. and I guess it's, I mean, yeah it's kind of like just it's like a supply and demand model but no one the thing it's like it's a currency that is really only built around people wanting it yeah the thing with the with the supply and demand model is that in that uh, economic model the supply is variable. And in this crypto, the supply is set. That's true. So to speak. You know what I mean? And it's what happens when there's so much crypto that nobody can even get any? Is that even possible? I don't I mean, know. It'll eventually run out. But I mean, I, you, you would guess that, like, so if there is that set amount and it's set to, like, run out of codes and all that stuff's gonna be created and say, no one else decides to start new codes or something. Mm-hmm. What, when you run out of it, like there's a set amount that's going to be on the market circulating. So, I mean, really, if we're looking at that kind of model and just supply and demand model, right now, when there's not a lot of it, is really the time to be selling because that's when you're going to make the most money. Because that's true. I mean, just as based off the supply and demand model, I mean, if we've got any listeners out there who are like more experts on this, I think we'd love to talk to you. Um, Please. Because, like, as that, as that supply increases, like you said, it's going to become worse less and less. But, like, really, it's kind of almost like a fad. Like, if everyone's asking, like, oh, I want these umbrellas. Oh, I want these cryptocurrencies. If everyone were just to be like, oh, this umbrella, this cryptocurrency, like, it's kind of useless. Why don't I just use, put, why don't I just put that 7000 to uh, in real U.S. dollars and just invest that? I mean, 
I mean, it's probably more volatile. Is it? It's more stable, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Is it? So it's kind of like, really, the only... It is like supply and demand. It's like, if there's no demand for it, this currency becomes worthless, and it's just going to continue to simmer out until there's no one that's really wanting to. And while there is a little bit of uh, variability in the market, so to speak, and possible bubble or bubble burst, you know, it's it's these little... These little companies that might offer, you know, some little different services to people that might just make it out. And who knows, maybe you can be the next one to get a 20,000% return on something. Um, There was a lot more other crypto uh, currencies other than Steam and and, uh, Vanniware, but uh, obviously I I couldn't just give you... A list. Oh, the whole list <laughs> you know you might you might have to go ahead and email me if, if you have my email this thought process is still kind of um, it's still in my head man because like what if what's 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 bugging you what's what what are you what are you struggling with if no one wants the currency it, that's the when the bubble pops it's like if you think about it, like if you i mean if you look at the supply and demand model like that's why people create newer models of stuff so that the old one becomes obsolete. You want to buy the new one, you mm-hmm. know? And if we're looking at cryptocurrency as something that people are wanting, like if there's no new cryptocurrency, like... Mm-hmm. So, I'd say... Just crypto coin, it, it won't expire when you spend it. It doesn't disappear. It just stays there. So it's just going to eventually, like, just flood the market with... Of course. Um... Like, how is that a sustainable model? That's just, it it's kind of seems like it's short-sighted almost. That's the thing. It's, it's only as powerful as we think of it to be. And that's, that's, that's the same with all money. So when mo- yeah. uh, as the day money stopped being backed by gold, and, and, and that too, like gold, everything we put a uh, value to, why do we why do we value it? It's, why was gold even valuable? Yeah, it's in the beginning. It's just shiny. It's not <laughs> exactly, you know. It's we we're all come to a consensus of agreeing to live in this false truth of something being valuable because once we do that, we can't we can't live on a barter system. I can't come in your house and be like, "Hey, I'll give you this um I'll give you this iPhone for one of your routers or something. I don't know what type of router you have because <laughs> that thing, you know, it, it, obviously it would have to be the same monetary or even monetary. What is mon- mon- monetary anyways? Well, like, but it's... I mean, if you think about it too, like what, what, what do we need? We don't need gold to survive. If you're starving or thirsty, you can't eat gold. Like you can eat and drink water. So, I mean, if you look at like the base things that humans need for survival, it would make sense that mm-hmm. food and water would be the main currencies like if if the banks all disappeared right now mm-hmm. so many people would lose their iou money That's and true. plus like if we had no centralized government to say oh yeah this money's valuable this money's worth something if you took that centralization like guarantee away mm-hmm. what would we actually be like you said bartering with like i'd be living here first thing i'd probably run out of is food or i mean depending on if even water stays on like you'd need food and water. It's like how do you uh my thought would be like like what do you invest in? Like if it were to like and this kind of oh shoot, you think about uh 
doomsday preppers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like those are the people that are preparing for when there is no organized society where you need to be able to provide for yourself as far as electricity, as far as water, as far as ammunition, as far as food. Like these doomsday preppers are the people that are like looking at things and saying, if all of this fake money really <laughs> yeah that's all it is and this systematic uh, like establishment disappears how do i keep going and they just look at the necessities and that's where the real value is not in like a piece of paper you know it, it that's that's 100 percent true the uh, i've been reading this or was reading this book called sapiens uh for, i forget who, who who wrote it but uh, it's a brief history of humankind mm-hmm. it basically goes from the Big Bang all the way up to now. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a good read. Um, the interesting part about it uh, was all of it was interesting, obviously, but it had it hit it really hit on money and the concept of money. Mm. You know, like from the for, from the first coin that was made in the I forget what maybe it was the Byzantine Empire I'm not sure when it, I'm not sure when it when, when who the first one with the coins was but uh, money is it changed humans thinking and it increased the amount of things that we can do yeah. right if you look at uh, before there was this um, notion of credit you yeah. know, credit revolutionized the game <laughs> like if credit credit was like Jordan, you know, credit came through and just changed <laughs> credit changed everything, <laughs> right? Because before credit, you had this idea in people's minds of a fixed economy that can't grow, but it's there's only a certain amount of money around there for everybody. When you throw credit in there, you have this model of an ever inflating econ- economy. And when you do that, Obviously, if people are making more money, then we've got to give some those people something to buy, right? Yeah. So then you have an increase of production, and then you're stuck in this loop of just uh, making, buying, making, buying, and what's at the center of that? Money, and it's money that we don't even control. We don't even know about. Right. <laughs> it's controlled by the banks, and uh, I think that's why crypto just took off because people were kind of sick of it you know they're, oh yeah people are tired of the government like making their money worthless or making their money like making their debts go up because the interest rates increased yeah like, it's, and that's one thing too yeah you don't have to with crypto you don't have to worry about interest rates or anything like that there's no okay. one taking your money and investing it somewhere else that's true um it's it has to do it's just technology at this point, you know, there's too much technology out there and we've gone, we've, we've gone mental. We don't know. We've gone mad now. You know, we're doing, we don't know what to do with all this. Too much uh, technology sounds like a great segue into our uh, second topic. You see what I'm doing? You, you see what I'm doing here? <laughs> it's just a lot of technology. Speaking of technology. Speaking of. Speaking of technology. Uh, AI. Artificial intelligence. Yeah, that'll be our uh, it's, second topic. 